Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I was first made aware of it when I heard the messages come across on our um, internal radio communications. One of the security guards was requesting assistance from our team because they could see on the camera somebody um, trying to remove an artwork from the wall. When I came around the corner, I could see that it wasn't quite that simple. The person in question had a firearm um, and they had just uh, used it to hit one of my staff and knocked him to the ground. On seeing the firearm, I you know, came to a pretty abrupt halt and didn't about face. A visitor, who was in the gallery with the gunman, immediately rang the police. Richard and his staff began moving the public into side galleries, away from a likely escape route through the foyer. The gallery is designed that there's really only one way in and one way out, and so he had to come back out that way. By the time I had cleared the foyer and turned around, he was pretty much right behind me. He pointed the gun at me and uh, yelled at me to get down on the ground. After the gunman exited the front doors, Richard and the visitor who had rung the police followed him around to the rear of the building. He saw us following him and turned around and fired a shot over our heads into the trees in Albert Park, at which point we both hit the ground pretty quick and decided that that was enough and went back to the front of the building. The gunman escaped on a motorbike, clutching the painting under one arm. Only about four minutes had passed since the drama began. Conservator Sarah Hillary was working upstairs in her lab when she got a phone call from the head of security. And I had no idea what was going on until I got this phone call, rang me up and said, Sarah, something terrible's happened. A confused Sarah made her way to the gallery to examine the scene and to determine any damage to a painting she assumed was still there. But it wasn't. It was gone. The Auckland Art Gallery will be reviewing its security in the wake of the audacious daylight theft of a painting. The gallery's art and access manager, Kate Darrow, says the theft was carried out in a highly professional manner and she believes it was probably stolen for the overseas black market. It just puts us onto that international sort of art theft map, which I don't think we've been on before. Gary Alcock was then a senior sergeant in the New Zealand police. When talking to media about the robbery... He seemed both amused and bemused in equal measure. One report has the, uh, the motorcyclist with the firearm uh, tucked in under the arm screaming along Remirea Road, which would have been a little bit of a sight to behold. Bank robberies, uh, super eats, bear, service stations, uh, name of the game for the police, but art galleries are a little bit out of our norm. But he was pretty clear he didn't think this was the work of a professional art thief. The half the, uh, the deal for these art thieves is to beat the system, to beat the alarms, to beat, beat the security system, um, and they pride themselves on being cat burglars. This, uh, this uh, offender could, couldn't call himself much of a cat burglar. He was uh, straight in with the shoddy and straight out again. It's not, uh, not what you call a professional type uh, of uh, aggravated robbery. Art commentator Hamish Keith agreed. 
there may be works that are stolen to all. In fact, there certainly are. But I think that basically there's a lot of opportunist theft go on. There's a lot of uh, insurance fraud goes on. There's a lot of uh, people who believe it's a black market and steal works as a result and then find there's no way of dumping them. But what, what strikes me about this is this is like a, more like a service station heist than an art gallery theft. But police had little to go on, and it seemed only a tip-off from the public would solve this case. There are, is at least one report of somebody uh, going through the Rimuera suburbs, and we've also had uh, what we believe to be confirmed sightings on the southern motorway. In all seriousness, that's what we're relying on, the public to help us solve this one. I couldn't even imagine why it was stolen. I've struggled to sort of see how you would turn that work into a profit of any description and it would be unlikely for an art fan who had free access to it to just want to own it. It was really hard to understand what had been going through the thief's head. Confusion wasn't all Richard felt. Immediately after the robbery, he and his staff struggled to come to terms with it all. I remember not being able to sleep much that night, for example. You know, you, you run over it again and again in your head and you kind of think, what sh- sh- could I have done or should I have done? In the robbery's wake, new rules were brought in to ensure that staff who were working alone were less vulnerable, and a change in protocol was established for any future incidents. I often lightheartedly say, look, if it was a matter of me taking the artwork off the wall, carrying it out and putting it in the boot of the car of the person with the gun, I would absolutely do that. In those situations, you have to follow instructions if they're given to you by people with firearms. We have a no-risk approach to that. We're confident that they will get caught in the long run um, and that we'll get our artworks back, uh, but that we don't need to throw ourselves in front of them. The long run turned out to be not so long after all. A painting stolen from the Auckland Art Gallery has been recovered. The police say they found the painting when they executed search warrants on properties south of Auckland this morning, and it has several large rips in it. Only nine days had passed since the robbery, and as predicted, help from the public and some solid police work had paid off. Two other armed robberies on a bank and a security van seemed similar in method to both the gallery robbery and the M.O. of a known criminal. Police put two and two together and focused on an isolated house in Port Waikato. Armed defender squad surround the house. The uh, particular person leaves the house in the early uh, early this morning, about six o'clock, is chased by police because he becomes aware that the house is surrounded, uh, comes off a motorbike a short distance away and runs into bush where he's um, tackled and uh, apprehended by armed uh, police officers. The painting was found under a bed in the house. Sarah Hillary was one of the first to see it. It was all very mysterious. We got a phone call, we were whisked into a police car and we zoomed off at high speed. We were shown the painting And it was a great shock because it was in such a bad state. You know, from being pristine, it had all these holes and tears, jagged cuts in it and bits missing, and it really was in a very sad state. I have to say that when they brought it back to the gallery after the police had finished with it and gallery staff were invited to see it, that it was absolutely shocking seeing it firsthand because it wasn't minor damage. It wasn't a hole in the painting. It was properly trashed. The staff all standing around looking at it uh, and it was a very quiet space that didn't look like uh, it would ever be the same work. Then gallery director Chris Sains described the painting as having been savaged. To see the painting that we had and to now see this sort of traumatised wreck of a painting uh, without being too dramatic about it, that really is how it appears. Um, I obviously am devastated by that, but hopeful that we might be able to 
um, render a very effective conservation treatment of it and hopefully bring it back to exhibitable display standard. Talking to Radio New Zealand, Sarah was cautious at the time about whether or not the painting could be fully restored. It's certainly a major challenge. Um, the painting is so badly damaged that it's going to be a very slow process and obviously we're going to do some um, investigations to find out as much as we can about the artwork and that will mean consulting internationally, I would imagine, to talk to other conservators. It'll never be the original condition that it was before, um, but we will be able to make it look exhibitable and it'll look fantastic, I'm sure, once we've finished. But obviously, once damage has occurred, those damages are always there, even if you can't see them. That damage included jagged cuts, numerous paint losses, and two large missing sections of canvas. When he threw it down on the floor, the glass broke and came up and hit the painting and cut it. And then, of course, he jimmied it out of the back of the, f the frame, causing more damage. And then later on, at some point, he's ob ob obviously decided to cut it off the stretcher so he could roll it up. And he cut it on three sides and then, I think, realised that it was going to fall to bits. Um, then just sellotaped those sides back on. So that's what we got. And also the police very kindly brought in a whole lot of bits from under the, the bed in the house that it was found in. Thousands of little bits of paint. Eventually, it was decided to restore the highly fragile work at the Auckland Art Gallery. It was too fragile to send it off to some whiz-bang place overseas, like the Getty. So we did a, a lot of research into the actual painting structure and learned a lot more about the vulnerabilities of the painting so we could determine a suitable treatment. As Sarah continued the restoration work, Richard Wormley was in the High Court testifying at the gunman's trial. That was like ripping a plaster off, off the wound for sure. Uh, he defended himself. He was the man with the gun and now he was the man with the questions. He was, you know, quite aggressive in questioning us in the courtroom. But his aggressive questioning was in vain. On the 24th of September 1999, Anthony Ricardo Sand was sentenced to close to 17 years in jail. Nearly three years on from the theft, and after countless hours of painstaking research, testing, weaving of canvas fibres, filling of losses, cleaning, retouching and varnishing, Sarah and her team finally completed the restoration. Still on Top went back on display in July 2001 in a special exhibition celebrating the restoration process. It was a tremendous success, and the gallery's conservation team enjoyed a level of visibility and prominence they had never before experienced. The biggest deal was when we were put above the three new Lion Clubs and the achievements of the Auckland Council for that year. Anthony Sand was released on parole in 2008, but was recalled to jail just two months later. He was finally released in 2012. Both Sarah Hillary and Richard Wormley continue to work at the Auckland Art Gallery, and James Tissot's Still on Top is still on display, looking, to this visitor's eye, just as good as it ever did. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.